0: Welcome to CamdenCast. I'm Tanvi. And I'm Erin. And this is our Seventh Heaven podcast.
1: On this episode of CamdenCast, we will be discussing Season 6, Episode 22 of Seventh Heaven, the title of which is Holy War Part 2, or the German title is Quarrels Part 2. Our IMDb user synopsis is, The Camden family gather together for Matt and Sarah's wedding. Eric and the rabbi make amends while Ben and Kevin decide to go to Glen Oak to pursue Mary and Lucy. Ruthie and Simon sort out their issues with Robbie. What was your first impression of this episode?
0: First of all, I'm um, just gonna congratulate us on making it to the end of six seasons of Seventh Heaven. It, Only
1: five left. We're way like we're more than halfway done.
0: I know, which is kind of crazy. If, we've been doing this for a little over a year now, and it's had its ups and, it and had, downs. Uh, and the Camdens have had their ups and downs. This, I guess, would be considered an up because it's a wedding
1: and we're <laughs> season six finale. Uh,
0: Woo-hoo.
1: Um, fun fact: uh, On this season of the WB, Seventh Heaven was the number one show. So, I guess Seventh Heaven was at its peak, or the WB was at a very deep valley.
0: <laughs> I think, like at this point, Dawson's Creek had ended. If this was before, like Gossip Girl came on the scene, One Tree Hill came onto the scene. I think, like Ever Everwood was there. Gilmore Girls was definitely on at this point. But like, yeah, there was. It was. I feel like it was a in-between phase for the, w, for the WB. Yeah. Um, so anyway, my first impression of this episode is, um, I mean, like, as finales go, you know, it's a wedding, so there's that. Uh, I guess it was okay. I felt like a lot of the... Everything was pretty predictable to me. I think what the other season finales, the two-parters had going for them was the fact that you... It could have gone either way in some, like, some scenarios, but this one was pretty, like, straightforward. Like, meh.
1: Um, and you had also mentioned while we were watching it that um, this was very low stakes because we already knew that Matt and we, the audience already knows that Matt and Sarah are already married, so the fact that this, like, kind of ceremony, the wedding ceremony isn't going to happen um, doesn't really matter to the audience. Um,
0: also, will they ever actually learn that these two got married on their first date? Yeah. Does that come out? Because it didn't come out now.
1: No, it doesn't ever come out. I don't believe it does, uh, to my knowledge.
0: Because this would have been the prime time for it to have come out, and it didn't come out. Well,
1: I also was thinking that when, so like, just because you get married in like a church or a synagogue, it doesn't make you legally married. So, at some point leading up to the ceremony, the family would have found out when they were like, "Okay, Matt and Sarah, go and get your marriage license," and they're like, "Oh, see, we can't because we already did that." when we got married, like, six months ago.
0: Which would have been, like, you know, nice hijinks, nice, like, farce to have there, but it, like, didn't happen. And I, I, my last, like, comment on this subject is, I mentioned this to Aaron as we were watching, that they could have done this storyline with just having them get engaged on their first date instead of getting all the way married. I don't know why they had the married thing, because it wasn't, like, anything changed in the storyline, uh, except for, like, we knew that they were having sex, but I guess that's, like, major in Seventh Heaven World, but, like...
1: Yeah, there was all the conflict between Matt staying out all night.
0: But, like, I, I think it could have had far more impact if they had it, like, we got engaged on our first date, and now we're going to get married. Instead of, we're married now, and we're going to get married again. It's just, like, okay. <laughs> um, cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, plus, you know, well, yeah, I think that's that's all i got to say on the topic. So let's get started with the cold open.
1: Yeah, so it starts with um, Matt and Sarah in the cam kitchen, and um they're just talking about how they can't believe that their fathers are being so obstinate and that, um the, you know, the whole can they're well, Sarah's like, Oh, what if we run into your family? But the entire Camden family is still out at the rehearsal dinner that Annie threw at the pool hall. So they're just talking about like, ah, we can't believe this is happening. Um, Matt is like, I will make us some sandwiches and he proceeds to put mayonnaise on white bread and Sarah is like, This is disgusting but if I'll eat mayonnaise on white bread, I'll do anything for you. <laughs> uh,
0: what we learn is that the wedding is going to continue, no ma- if even if the rabbi isn't going to uh, wed them and even if the rev doesn't show up, and that they are just going to get over with. At some point, Matt like does say, let's just confess, but that doesn't actually happen. Um, and that's the cold open. So before we get to this massive wedding storyline, we're going to finish some odds and ends.
1: From the part one of, well, Holy War part one. <laughs>
0: Uh, so we started uh, we ended the episode with Robbie and Ruthie um kind of at odds with each other. Ruthie wants her room back she 's kicked uh, Robbie out and she 's being very hostile toward Robbie uh, so when we enter this episode, Robbie has officially moved into the garage and it is now i guess officially the garage apartment it doesn 't really look any different than it did before, to be honest, except the very visible joy poster. <laughs>
1: which is the because th- which is our like our episode reminder that joy exists and that she is still dating Robbie um yeah cuz she's not at the wedding right she has not been in many episodes now i'm pretty sure like the real joy was like touring or something i don't know yeah. who knows she's too busy to be a recurring character so we just have little reminders like a poster of her uh so, so yeah
0: Robbie uh Ruthie come Ruthie pops her head up into the garage as she is
1: Known for doing now. <laughs>
0: yeah. Popping her head up places. And she's like, oh, I see you've moved in. And he's like, I had no choice. You moved all of my stuff here. And uh, you're right. I'm not really part of this family. And um, I should be living here, not you know, in with the family. And then Ruthie's like, oh, well, when I said all those things, I thought you were going to move out. And he's like, I'm not going to move out. I have every right to be here as much as you do. Uh, my only question to you is why all of a sudden you're acting like this? Uh, towards me. you, He, like, calls her his best friend in the family. Um, and Which is a little strange. Right. And she kind of just walks away and doesn't answer him. We have another interaction w- between them where... Uh, Ruthie
1: she- brings the twins up to the garage apartment, and Robbie is working on his best man speech. Uh, he tells Ruthie he's too busy, like, trying to focus on the speech. He can't talk to her right now. And... She kind of just stands there and he's like, I need you to go. So she kicks him out the way that she – wait, he kicks her out the way that she kicked him out of the house. And she is all, like, hurt by this. And then she's like, oh, can the twins stay? And for some reason, Robbie says yes. Um, So anyway.
0: More uh, tension. More
1: tension is building. Until we are at, oh, I guess spoiler alert, we're at the wedding, mm. before the wedding, um, and Ruthie has a, like, a touching scene, I guess, with Matt, where she says, you know, um, Simon can't really replace your role in the family, um, and I don't know, Robbie is doing a, I don't, forget, I don't exactly know what she says, Robbie's doing a good job, and I really like Robbie, um, and somehow she says something to the effect of she likes Robbie too much.
0: Yeah um well she basically says she knows as you said Simon won't can't be Matt but she thinks that Robbie can be Matt and she's afraid that just like Matt who's leaving Robbie will end up leaving as soon as Ruthie like becomes way too attached to him um and Matt's like look I'm not actually going anywhere if you need me I'll be in New York and you can come visit anytime you want I'm only a phone call away and that you know it's okay for her to like depend on Robbie in whatever way, and this is when Robbie is also eavesdropping, like a true Camden um, or a true Ruthie, mm. <laughs> and he is like, "I'm sorry that you like me so much." Yes. And so that whole thing is resolved. Ruthie was just pushing away those she loved the most. Yes. As you know, characters are prone to do in yes. fiction.
1: I'm going to. I think people do that in real life too distance myself so when you leave it doesn't hurt
0: right exactly um so yeah right now we're we're at a good place uh speaking of robbie robbie also had some tension with simon in the last episode because simon was upset about who got to be best man uh this is also another quickly resolved storyline with matt basically being like uh you aren't ready to be me robbie is you should look to Robbie for help. You've had a really tough year. Stop, like, get your head out of your ass and, like, work together.
1: Uh, yeah, basically. Um, and Simon, I don't exactly know why, Simon, like, starts to cry at this, and he's like, oh, you're a great big brother. <laughs> of course I can't step into your shoes. Um,
0: he then visits Robbie in his new garage apartment where Robbie is finishing up all of his best man duties, apparently... uh,
1: Planning the honeymoon is part of that, and arranging for the gifts to get from the reception to the house is important.
0: And, like, apparently there's more than one groomsman, even though...
1: (laughs) Even though John Hamilton is missing.
0: (laughs) And that was really the only friend Matt had, so... And,
1: anyway, spoiler alert, the mystery groomsman is Doc... (laughs) who is very annoying.
0: And creepy. Yes. Very creepy.
1: He's so much older than Matt. It's just, like, weird. I don't know. It's just strange.
0: And I know he's supposed to have, like, this...
1: And he's dating Jane Lynch, and Jane Lynch wasn't at the wedding. Yeah,
0: which made me sad. I mean, we know he's supposed to be, like, this quirky, wise man, you know, kind of like a, a weird Yoda type, but, like... I don't like it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's just really strange. It's just strange that he's, like, hanging around. Yeah. Anyway.
0: Uh, so, basically, Robbie's like, I've got everything under control, and Simon's like, I'll congratulate you if you uh, accept my apology. So, Simon basically is like, I was being a jerk. You, let's do this together. Let's take care of our family together. Let's be men of the house together. And Robbie's like, you're on. (laughs)
1: Um, so, yeah, teamwork makes the dream work. Um... So, finally, before the, we get to the main storyline, um, we have Mary and Lucy still pondering what they're going to do with the men in their life, the King Kirk men, um, and Lucy pondering what she's going to do about this strange man, Doug, that she met at the airport that she invited to the wedding. So, um, the...
0: It starts with Mary showing up straight from, like, in her, air ho- like, airline, air stewardess, Outfit
1: and Lucy being the absolute worst. Because, um, because yeah. Mary's like com- kind of not complaining, but just like talking about how hectic her schedule's been, how she flew from Buffalo to Tampa to New York City to like she had a she was working a lot and then she flew like direct to Glen Oak, so she's probably like tired and whatever. Um,
0: plus she was proposed to, humiliated yeah. in front of her coworkers at yeah. the airport.
1: Um, and Lucy's just like. I don't really have to, you know, I couldn't get in touch with you. I don't really have time to listen to you. Um, what am I going to do about Kevin? Because now I've invited this guy Doug to the wedding. Um,
0: well, she starts it with, Mary comes in and is like, oh, all this stuff has gone down. Is a wedding going to happen? Mary's like, uh, Lucy's like, eh, uh, it doesn't matter. Let's talk about me first. It's like, Lucy, for fuck's sake, like, read the room. <laughs> um, Yeah, so as Aaron was saying, Lucy's preoccupied about what to do. Like, she even misses completely the point that, like, she, that Ben asked Mary to m- marry him. Oh. <laughs> Mary,
1: <laughs> Mary to marry.
0: Mary. Um, I, I just want to, like, uh, pinpoint a specific conver- like a specific point in this conversation because Lucy goes, I know that you like Ben. Why didn't you say yes? You might even love him. Mm. And I just want to say that, are you supposed to say yes to marriage to someone just because you like them and you may love them in the future? I don't think that's what marriage is supposed to be. Oh, yeah. Um, so
1: anyway, we have so that, then we the next thing we really get with this is the are the King Kirk boys walking through the Glen Oak Airport discussing, oh, well, maybe we should go right over to the house. And well, Kevin says that. Then Ben is like, no, we need to get a cheap hotel and like figure out our plan to get their ladies back. So um,
0: Kevin has asked to transfer to Glen Oak.
1: Yes, from the Buffalo Police Department, which I don't think is a thing you can do. Like, there are different municipalities have their own different, you know, requirements and stuff and training. And I don't think that's that you can just, just transfer. Very much like the way Mary thought she was just going right. to transfer to the fire department. But anyway, this is Seventh Heaven World. It is not real. Um, so Kevin is ready to give up his life in Buffalo for to be with Lucy and Glen Oak. All is very good. The boys show up to the Camden house, and Lucy opens the door and slams it in their face, tells Mary it is for her. Mary opens the door and slams it in their face, Um, and then they eventually let them in, I believe.
0: Well, no, Ruthie, like—
1: Ruthie lets them in. Ruthie
0: invites them to the wedding, but makes them go away. Then Ruthie comes up to the room, uh, and the girls kind of have a talk where Ruthie's like, well, they're coming to the wedding, and Lucy's like, what do I do? I invited Doug. Should I cancel with Doug? Kevin's here. Does does that mean Kevin's, like, willing to stay here for me? What do I do? And uh, Ruthie very astutely goes, she's finally crazier than you, uh, to Mary, meaning that Lucy's crazier than Mary. And I would just like to say that Lucy's always been crazier than Mary.
1: We are so team, like like, Mary not being crazy. Mary has no wacky plans. Yeah. We, you know what? We we're we're the, the canon Mary. We're on, the, on board with the Mary canon of the first few seasons. Yes,
0: yes. Yeah. We do not like this rewrite of things that have happened. Um, especially because, like you said, it doesn't seem to have. It doesn't seem to go away. We keep yeah. on getting like reminders of it
1: uh, unnecessarily. Like Mary does something totally ordinary, and they're like, "There's wacky Mary." <laughs> it's like,
0: or like when she does do something that is ordinary, it's like she's changed. <laughs> the Colonel has got has gotten through to her somehow. Yeah. Um, they oh, at like some point here, uh Mary and um Mary and Lucy pick up uh, Grandpa Jackson, Ginger, the Ruth and the Colonel from the airport, which will come into play later on. Um at the wedding we get all their little love spats resolved. Uh Ben and Mary are like, we're not ready to get married, uh, and Mary's like, but I thought you would want to, want me to give up my job, and I don't want to do that, and Ben's like, I don't want you to give up your job, like, I love you, I love all of you, and that includes your job, so you do you, I do me, and we'll be happy together, and then, like, she wears his class ring as a gesture, it's, but it's
1: not an engagement ring,
0: So I don't know what that is, uh. Kevin tells Lucy that he's transferring to Glen Oak. Lucy tells Kevin that Doug exists. Um, Kevin makes a joke about having a gun. Lucy laughs. (laughs) (laughs) They're all good to go. We never see
1: Doug (laughs) again. (laughs) Yeah. He does not appear in this uh, episode.
0: He's spoken of quite a lot, but no, he does not appear in this episode. Uh, So yeah, yay love conquers all. Speaking of love, conquering all.
1: Yeah, okay, so this wedding. It obviously (laughs) happens, um, but not before we have scenes that make us absolutely hate the Rev and Rabbi Glass.
0: Um, So speaking of scenes, like, speaking of that... um, Obviously, this wedding is supposed to take place in a synagogue uh, because it's uh, it's supposed to be done by the rabbi. And um, here's some f- a fun factoid about filming. Apparently, there was a Los Angeles synagogue that was like got the contract for the filming location for the wedding, which I'm assuming was like a big deal. Uh, but they backed out of it because they didn't like how Rabbi Glass was written as being hostile and intolerant of um, a potential Christian son-in-law. So there's your little.
1: There's a little tidbit yep. about this episode. Uh, so, um, first we have a scene between the Glass parents, um, when this, to get this kind of wedding ball rolling, where um, Rosina is just, like, absolutely disgusted with her husband. Um, she, like, so she arranges to have a different rabbi marry um, Sarah and um, Matt. And she, it's also, like... Rabbi Glass says something here. He's like, I'm not going to let Sarah ruin her life because apparently marrying someone of a different faith um, ruins your life. That's the
0: that's the 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 level it rises to. Yeah. Um, On the other end, we have Matt and um, the Rev who are at an impasse. Basically, Matt's like, I'm never going to be able to forgive you if you don't show up at my wedding. And he and the Rev's like, I'm never going to be able to forgive you if you convert. Um, So who knows? What's going on there? We have an Annie and the Rev moment where Annie is basically putting her foot down. Like, we're getting ready for the wedding. I don't know what the fuck you're doing. Um, this kind of all comes to a head when we have, um, the Colonel show up and basically put the Rev in his place. I don't actually really like this comparison. I get why they did it, but, uh, you guys can let us know if you agree, um, with how it was done. So the colonel's like, you know, you think you're losing your son because he's converting to uh, Judaism, but I lost you when you didn't end up being a Marine and you decided to follow this path. And so what the colonel is trying to say is like, you did the same thing to me that Matt's doing to you and I still like believed in you and I, like it hurt, but I still let you do what you needed to do and let you make the choices you needed to make and you should let Matt do the same thing. And... That hits home for the Rev, and he's like, you're right, you know, I am doing what Matt... I did... I. I Matt's doing what I did. Uh, so he and Matt, like, have their little heart-to-heart. He apologizes, and the Rev is going to the wedding. Uh, but before he does that, he needs to make a pit stop to make sure that Rabbi Glass is going to be there, too. And we have some bromance brewing.
1: <laughs> so, anyway, the Rev goes over to the glass house to the glass house. <laughs> he throws some stones when he's there anyway. And he sits down with Rabbi Glass and says, uh, basically that these are our kids. We love them. Um, Matt really does want to convert to Judaism for himself and not just for Sarah, or maybe it is just because, for, because of Sarah.
0: Who well, really that, knows? It's like, cause he loves her enough to do it, which yeah. it should mean something.
1: Right. Um, so they decide that, okay, never, even though we called off the wedding and it was still going to proceed, it's back on, even though we didn't need to place it back on because it was going to proceed without them anyway. So they both decide that they are going to, um, co-officiate the wedding and that the Rev won't just be stuck holding the candle. It will be an interfaith wedding. Um, and... Was there
0: even a candle during the ceremony?
1: There was no candle. Well, maybe that has to do with the interfaith part of it. They eliminate the candle. (laughs) To incorporate some Protestant uh, traditions. So everything's all great. Um, th- then basically the wedding happens. We have all those scenes where, like, Matt speaks with Ruthie, Ruthie speaks with Robbie, um, everyone resolves all their problems. The King Kirks are there. Uh, Doc is there. Oh,
0: yeah. Annie's happy to see the Rev. Um, Sarah and Mrs. Glass are happy to see Rabbi Glass. Um, I think. We'll just take a moment. I, I mean, audience poll: What do people think about Sarah's wedding dress?
1: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and also Matt's tux. Matt was wearing like a red vest.
0: Yeah, I didn't like either of the choices that were made in that scenario.
1: I just have written down ugly wedding attire, so yeah. that was my entire my impression of everyone. I mean, actually, the bridesmaids' dresses were not that ugly.
0: They were very. They fit in very much with the time. Yeah, like you wouldn't be caught dead wearing that now.
1: But they were like. Not the stereotypical, like, ah, oh, hideous bridesmaid dress. Yeah, they were just
0: white and black. White
1: and black, yeah, which is weird because all of the groomsmen were wearing red. Um, yeah, yeah, that was
0: weird. Um, there was some weird matching going on where, like, the couples were matched. So the Rev's tie was the same color as Annie's dress, or like and, like, I saw that, or, like, the rabbi. A color that a rabbi was wearing was the main color in... Rosina's yeah. attire. Um
1: well, anyway, there's this wedding scene is entirely too long because all it is is them going through different kind of religious traditions, like the rabbi will say something, and then Matt and Sarah do that, and then the rev will say something, and then Matt and Sarah do that, and they go back and forth until it's like, okay, we're going to break the glass now, and you're going to kiss and be married, so... That's basically what happens, and then the episode is over.
0: You wanted to talk about um, the music, right?
1: Oh, yeah. Um, so anyway, while Sarah walks down the aisle, they're playing um, One Hand, One Heart from West Side Story, which we have made on our Facebook the comparison before of this being like Romeo and Juliet, and then West Side Story is, of course, an adaptation of Romeo and Juliet, and but no one died in this episode, so... Yeah, no one dies um, except for
0: us watching. It. No. West Side Story <laughs>
1: without all of the drama.
0: Yeah, um, I, I, I'm, I'm shocked that we didn't make this comparison earlier. But yeah, we do, because we haven't spoken about it on the podcast. But there is kind of, you know, this family rivalry like, aesthetic going on. It's probably not as in your face until like
1: Star Crossed uh, Lovers.
0: Until, like, the last episode. But yeah, it's there. There's, like, some underlying tension between families. But now they're all one family
1: even though they were already married, so...
0: Has anything really changed? Was there any point in the last five episodes? Who knows?
1: There was (laughs) no point to the last five episodes, and they were truly, truly terrible, and I did not enjoy any of them. So anyway, season six is over. Why
0: don't we rate this episode first, and then we can review the season.
1: Okay. Um, So this episode, I think I liked it better than the last, but they lost me towards the end when the wedding was... Once the, it was decided that the wedding was back on, everything was lost on me because I was just like, okay, let's get to the wedding and end the season. Um, so I'm going to give this a three.
0: I think this was probably on par with the last episode. Um, so I'm, I'm just going to give it the same score. It's a 3.5 for me. Um, not that... Uh, whatever, you know, it's, it was an episode. I watched it. It happened. Um, so going over season six, um, I think... The best way to describe this season is kind of like an end of an era, I think.
1: Yeah, because Matt is obviously moving on. He's going to medical school. Ruthie will be starting, like, middle school, presumably. Um,
0: Mary is now officially back. I feel like she'll be officially back in Buffalo, unless she's doing this flying back and forth thing again.
1: I mean, it happens. I I think this is one of the last seasons that Jessica Biel is a regular on as well. I have a feeling, something to, I, I really do think that she's, like, mostly absent. Going forward,
0: because um, this is Barry Watson's last season as a regular.
1: Yeah, um, yeah. Going forward, she's more absent now that she has a, a job and it's then lives in Buffalo full time.
0: Um, so. Obviously, Lucy's entire life will now be surrounded by Kevin Kirk uh, because he's moving to Glen Oak. So that's like I'm, it feels like you know. And Simon, I feel like Simon's the only wild card here, which makes sense. I think. Um, given how...
1: I mean, he's still, like, at that age. Like, he's still just... What did he just finish his, like, sophomore year of high school, right? So... I thought he was a freshman. Oh, wait. Yeah, he's still a... Is he he's, still a freshman? He, yeah. Well,
0: he probably just finished freshman year. Yeah.
1: So, he's just, like, hanging out in high school. And he's the wild card because he's going to do more stupid stuff that, like, high school students do. Like, you know, we saw all of the other older kids go through. Um, and... Yeah, that's the Annie and the Rev, or you know, the Annie and the Rev. A- Annie and the Rev. They they don't really change much from season to season. But on the whole, what happened in the season? Okay, so Matt got into medical school and got married. Obviously, those are the big plot points. Ruthie got well. Let, let's see. In like in real world context, like nine um, eleven happened. Right. So. Um, some episodes were shaped by that, like, real-world events, so, like, Ruthie meeting Yasmin, and that whole, and then, like, switching, switching, first she switched schools to the private school, and then she switched out of the private school, um,
0: the whole thing with the soldier,
1: yeah, let's see, Simon started high school, got drunk, got in a slow speed car chase, Lucy, who knows what the hell she was doing, chasing, cha- oh, basically mourning Jeremy, the loss of Jeremy.
0: Having her brief stint with Robbie, mourning that that whole thing for way longer than should have been mourned.
1: Um, starting col- Her and Mary starting college, and then Mary immediately dropping out of college. To She's still a-
0: supposed to be taking classes, but who knows if that's still going to happen.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: I think we finally got a resolution to this damn Mary storyline of, like, fucking three seasons long of her, like...
1: What is she going to do with her them? life? Um, now we know she's a flight attendant. Um, and for some reason, that's still not good enough for the Camden fa- Cam Fam. Um, um, she's
0: gone through Wilson. She went through Robbie. We think she's going to stick with Ben. But looking at the summary... I know, summary- <laughs> she's not going to stick with Ben. <laughs> looking at the summary for the next episode, that might not be true. <laughs> so... Um,
1: yeah. yeah, and the twins are the twins, and they, they are still to speak have their a few words. Now they still have their birthday on Valentine's Day every year. So I mean,
0: I feel like it, w- is it getting close to being ridiculous soon?
1: That w- the words that they they no, speak? Oh. I
0: mean like the show.
1: Oh, yeah, we're getting there. We're getting to, you know, the the, I don't exactly know when they jump the shark, but it's coming. Okay.
0: All right. Uh, That's exciting.
1: So anyway, if you would like to take a stroll down memory lane and listen to season six all over again, or to just get new episodes every Wednesday and Saturday, um, obviously, we'll be starting season seven so, um, to listen to us, you can go to soundcloud.com slash camdencast. You can listen to us on the Apple iTunes podcast app and on stitcher.com slash camdencast. That's a lie. I don't know if that's true. Try it. See if it works. Um, and you can follow us on social media, uh, on Twitter and Instagram. Our handle is at camdencastshow. On Facebook, it's facebook.com slash camdencast. And you can always email us at camdencast at gmail.com. I'm Aaron.
0: I'm Tanvi. This is Camdencast.